Welcome to episode three of the KNA Football Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the latest NFL news that's happened, as well as some interesting stories from training camp and a couple of the position battles. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We're bringing out some exclusive YouTube content in the next couple of days, as well as our Instagram. We're uh, going to be bringing a lot of the breaking news as it comes out on our Instagram stories, so you can keep up with all the latest NFL news. Welcome to episode three. All right, so probably the biggest news this week, um, you know, as we said, has kind of been a slow couple of weeks for NFL news. But some of the uh, bigger news is that Julio Jones signed a one-year deal with the Buccaneers, uh, clearly in an attempt to win a Super Bowl <laughs> mm-hmm. before he retires. Um, you know, now that Tom Brady isn't going to be the opposing QB, he stands a legitimate chance of not blowing a twenty-eight to three lead and winning a Super Bowl. So, what are your thoughts on the signing? Uh huh. Um, well, as, as we know, I'm a Panthers fan, and the, the Panthers are in the Buccaneers division. So when I first saw that Julio signed with the Bucks, I was a little bit distraught because Julio is a little bit of an old receiver, but I still think that he is he's an av- I mean, he's above average receiver when he's healthy. That's the, that's the thing. I think that Julio, when healthy, is a very good receiver. I, I mean, he's not as good as he was five, six years ago when he was with Atlanta. That's when he was demolishing the Panthers every year and he was one of the best receivers in the game and now I think it he'll play like five games this season because he'll get hurt again I don't think he's played a healthy season in like four or five years so I think for those three games that he plays this year with the Bucks, he'll be he'll be pretty good like he has Tom Brady's quarterback I mean he's gonna look pretty good but I don't think it's a huge deal because I don't know how much he'll actually be playing because I think he'll be hurt for a while. And he's not the same Julio he was five years ago, like I said. I think I think if this was five or six years ago, and Julio goes and joins Tom Brady, I think the world would be ending. I think they wouldn't even have to play the season. Tom Brady would already have won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, Julio, he's old, and he'll be... I'm, I'm, it's a safe guess to say that he'll probably get hurt this season. I mean, I'm not, not wishing that upon him, but... It's a very good guess, but yeah, that's my thoughts on it. So I think, I mean, obviously I didn't want him to go there because it's the Buccaneers and Panthers division, but it's not the end of the world. I don't think he'll do much. Yeah, I think that uh, maybe if we get lucky, continuing with the trend of uh, older receivers looking for a ring with Tom Brady in Tampa, if we're lucky just around Christmas time, we could see Julio Jones running out of the stadium. With no clothes on. <laughs> we'll find no, out. no clothes on. That's okay. Without, no, shirt without on. His shirt on. no shirt on. Without his shirt. <laughs> NFL still relatively a PG league. <laughs> yeah, no clothes or no no shirt on. We had to reiterate that. All right, and then in other news this week, DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seahawks, signed a three-year, seventy-two million dollar deal with the Seahawks. He made sure to get his money before his career goes down the toilet with Drew Locke <laughs> as his quarterback. So what are your opinions of, of that? I mean, good for him. He got paid. I'm happy for any player that gets paid. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, his stats are going to be mm-hmm. garbage. As so long as like, so long as they have Drew Locke as QB, that's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the co-producers of this podcast were in the same fantasy league. Or, uh, the co-producer, yourself and I, are yeah. in the same uh, dynasty league. Um, and he tried a couple oh, weeks ago right. to offer me DK Metcalf for a handful of players. Below average players. Yeah, I mean, it was like for my kicker or something <laughs> like that. It's like, he's just trying to get rid of him because he drafted him early for some reason. Um, and he was going to try to keep him after um, it looked like he might go sign with another team or he wasn't going to get his money in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in Seattle for the next at least three years, uh-huh. um. I, I don't think that DK Metcalf is going to be in our fantasy league for very long because <laughs> he's going to get like four catches for negative five yards this exactly. year. Yeah. I think he was he was a good receiver with Russell Wilson. I mean, he wasn't, 100%. He wasn't great. I mean, I think he was a little bit overrated with Russell Wilson, but I still think he was good, but he wasn't putting up the most insane numbers with Russell Wilson, who's a very good quarterback. And now he's going from Russell Wilson to either Drew Locke or Geno Smith. And it's a bad look. I don't know. We'll see. But I don't think he's going to, yeah. It's good that he got his money now because he's about to. He's going to need it. Mm-hmm. He's going to do kind of like what Allen Robinson had. He was he played amazing. He was a great receiver with, with Mitchell Drabisky, which is not a good quarterback, but he was putting up good numbers with him. And then who's the Bears quarterback? I mean, I know Justin Fields. With Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. The Nick three Foles, of them this yeah. year, he did absolutely nothing. And he lost out on a lot of money that he could have had on his next contract. So good for DK Metcalf that he got paid. Smart about it. Yeah. He yeah. made sure to get money before his stats go way down. Yeah. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. And like Austin said, he mentioned uh, the fantasy football with DK Metcalf. But in a couple of weeks, we will be doing a fantasy football episode. Uh, we've heard that from a lot of people that they would like to hear our insight and our uh, our thoughts on fantasy football. So as mock draft season comes up, we will be doing a couple, maybe maybe just one, but we'll be doing fantasy football related things on the show. Yeah. So yeah, should be fun. And another thing that happened this week, uh, we talked about last week, Kyler Murray. Uh, he got his big contract, but then this week it came out that uh, there's a a clause in his contract that he has to steady. What was it? Four hours a week. Four yeah, hours of, four hours of independent study. Yeah, so in the contract, it was worked in there that he had to do four hours of independent study a week. Um, and they, I, I don't know how you work this in there for an NFL quarterback, it's sad. but he had it in there that he wasn't allowed to be on his phone watching TV. Did actually TV. say that? Yeah, really? <laughs> that he couldn't be on his phone or watching TV while he was studying film. It literally sounds like you're in elementary school. You got to do your homework. I know. Like his, his parents were like, no, no, Kyler. <laughs> okay, you got to sit and do your homework before you play COD with your buddies, okay? <laughs> and then, like, you know, Cardinals were getting a bunch of Oh, they got so much for backlash for it. Yeah, everyone was like, what the heck? This is an NFL QB. You can't do this mm-hmm. to him. And so they took the claws out of there, so... You know? I think it also says a lot about Kyler Murray. If if you're going to be the head of an NFL franchise, me and my dad were talking about that this weekend. My dad's kind of a Kyler Murray hater a little bit, so he was kind of going off on it. But if you're going to be the the head of an NFL, like the big quarterback for a franchise, well, big, but 
if mean, you're gonna be the quarterback, quarter of a billion dollars yeah. is pretty big. If you're gonna be the short. And huge, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's why I was laughing at big. <laughs> I, I if gotcha. you're gonna be, if you're gonna be making a quarter of a billion dollars and be the quarterback for a franchise long term, you got to be like normally you'd want your quarterback to be like the leader, like work hard, good work ethic, all this stuff. If you're like, if you got to put that study clause in there, that shows his work ethic. Like, oh, he's not doing this stuff. Like. That's not something you want from a quarterback. Like, I know a long time ago, like, I don't know, it was, like, early 2000s, the Raiders with the first pick drafted Jamarcus Russell. Mm, yeah. And he's known as one of the biggest busts in NFL history. And one of the big reasons was because his work ethic was non-existent. Like, literally, I heard things where the Raiders would send him, send blank film tape, like, tapes, but there were nothing on him, home with him. And they'd say, hey, like, go watch, go watch this tape. Like, go watch this film tonight. And they're like, okay. And they knew that it was blank, but he had no idea. And he would not watch it. He'd go back the next day, and they'd be like, hey, what'd you think of the film? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's good. Like, everything's good. Like, I'm ready for this week and all that stuff. And, right, like, they knew he wasn't watching it. Like, like that reminds me as a little bit of Kyler Murray. Like, that's a bad work. It's like, you don't want your quarterback to do that. Like, it's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look, but obviously Kyler Murray's better than Yeah, I mean, he's got Russell a lot cause... more skill. Like, he can make up for it a little bit. But if he does have a work ethic and he can be amazing. But. Yeah. Yeah, if he were to have the work ethic of Tom Brady, oh, say, man. like, mm-hmm. I mean, he'd have, you know, as many rings as there are teams in the NFL. I don't know about that, but. Uh, he's he's good. He's a little too short, there's, but. Yeah, there's, <laughs> quarterbacks like him are in short supply. Man, we're making a lot of mean jokes over here. Debbie, right. I, I want you to, Debbie, I want a, uh, like, the drum soundtrack. Like, like, I want that, like, edited in here. So if, if that is not in the podcast, comment on like the YouTube and everything. So like fire Debbie right. if that's not in there. <laughs> we will make sure. And then other uh, less funny news this week. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen, who's one of the top centers in the foot in in the NFL, this week during training camp. He went down with a knee injury and then was scre- said yelling in pain. He threw his helmet and got carted off the field and everything. And then they still haven't gotten their test results back, but they did say it was a knee injury and it's looking really severe. And he might be out for the whole season. So obviously that, I mean, prayers up to him. But what are your thoughts on the Ryan Jensen injury? I mean, that's really unfortunate for mm-hmm. him and the organization. And Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember a handful of years ago, me thinking to myself now what really does an offensive line do for a football team like they're not a skill position i mean like mm-hmm. you can just pull any big guy off the street and be like okay you're gonna run into that other big guy and stop him <laughs> from getting to our guy all right here we just throw money at him uh-huh. and hope for the best but <clears throat> over the last couple of years i've learned how number one important offensive linemen are i mean when, when, offensive it, line when a team sucked. has a good o-line uh-huh. they're a good team and especially when you have a good center like, it's the main point of the offensive line, besides left tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, left tackle is the QB's best friend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've heard that centers are the smartest guys on the field, other than maybe the quarterback. I know, the, like, the centers, like, when they go down, like, they're, like, they're out. Like, they're reading the defense as well and, like, adjusting the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, they they're got a positioning lot. the blocks the way they should be so the QB doesn't and I know, I mean, die every game. It's easy for them, but they also got to, on top of block, they got to, Snap the ball to the quarterback, which might not add a lot, but, I mean, it does, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, you got to get the ball from the line to the QB's hands, and mm-hmm. if not, you end up like the uh, uh, Broncos 
the beginning of Super Bowl <laughs> what, 48. Yeah, when you snap, snap it, it over his, his head. head. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news, man. But yeah, so that's a big loss for the organization. I mean, I'm sure they'll find someone who's willing to come in and try to oh, win a ring. Sure. So I know uh, the Browns center last year, J.C. Treader, is that his name? Yeah. He was a really good center. He's still available, and I know there's been talks with him signing with Tampa Bay, which, yeah, get rid of one Pro Bowl and then just bring in another one. That's pretty yeah. much what the Bucks are doing. But, yeah, it sucks, but we'll see I'm happens. sure they'll be fine. They'll be okay. And another news this week, Chris Carson and Danny Amendola both retired. I yeah. mean, Danny Amendola had a good long career, winning a couple Super Bowls with Tom Brady and the Patriots. He wasn't as relevant now, but he used, he was a really good player. And then Chris Carson, he was was still a pretty good running back, the running back one for the Seahawks. And mm-hmm. then he had a couple of neck injuries that just wouldn't seem to heal, and then they both called it quits. So, Yeah. I mean, I mean they not, both had pretty good years. careers, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, they had great careers. Danny Amendola did great things. And, yeah. You know, helped them win a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah, unfortunate. I mean, not unfortunate, but you know, the league no one likes. No one the likes Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah, but he was a good player. Yeah, he was. Sad to see him go. He could. I don't know if he. would Would you consider him a Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't think so. No. No, I think it's tough for wide receivers to do really well and get in. Like for people to think they're a Hall of Famer. I mean, obviously, when you think of Hall of Famers, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of. The big receivers. The big guys. Danny Amendola, I mean, he's he was good. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame worthy or Hall of Fame bound, but I guess we'll find out in at the least five years. Mm-hmm. And then two things, uh, two, I don't know, wavings and signings that happened this week. D. Ford, the linebacker for the 49ers, got released this week by the 49ers, so he's a free agent. I, I personally would love for the Panthers to sign him. I think he... I was really shocked when they first released him. I know I talked to you about this before. You didn't know much about him, but no. I think he's a very solid rotational linebacker. Could play a lot of starter minutes, like an outside linebacker, edge yeah. rusher person. And then also, uh, Carlos Dunlap signed a one-year, $8 million deal with the Chiefs. I know he met with a couple teams, but then ultimately went to the Chiefs, probably the Try to go win a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. if I met with a couple teams, I'd probably choose the Chiefs too. But yeah, I mean, whenever you see that one-year deal, it's always they think they can win the Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. Either that, or they're trying to prove right, trying to they prove got something, something and then get a big contract the next season. So yeah, and so those were some of the news for player news this week. And then uh, training camp. This was the first week of NFL training camps. They opened up this week, yeah. and so throughout the league, there was a a couple big. There's a couple of big position battles going on and then other news from training camps. One of the big uh, QB battles this week is in Pittsburgh. The battle between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky is what everyone assumed between the two of them. But then yesterday on Saturday, the Steelers offensive coordinator came out and said that Mason Rudolph, the quarterback who has a dent in his forehead, (laughs) has a a legitimate shot at winning the QB one job. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's kind of funny to me because (laughs) I mean, when you look at the AFC North, it's, it's a division of quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson, got Joe Burrow. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he might, he might not play this year. Yeah. 
the longer it takes for them to suspend him, the more I think that he stands a legitimate shot of not being suspended or only being suspended for like four games. Really? So, I mean, but either way, the AFC North is a division of quarterbacks other than maybe like the AFC West. Yeah, like, that's like insane. those are the two divisions that are really big mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. And then you just got Pittsburgh. That's just in the mix. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, Big Ben retired. He wasn't great his last couple of years. But then they signed Mitch Trubisky, who's done, you know, less than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, who is apparently still, you know, training with the third stringers. Yeah. Not a great look if that's who you were banking on for your QB1. And then you got Mason Rudolph, who's got a dent in his forehead, <laughs> thanks to Miles Garrett. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's kind of funny to me that Pittsburgh, just a handful of years ago, was a legitimate contender for Super Bowls and conference championships. And now, I mean, they're yeah. not good. I mean, if I was a Pittsburgh fan, it would kind of worry me a little bit that Mason Rudolph has a chance. Like That, that makes me wonder, like, how bad is Kenny Pickett performing at, at training camp if, he's, yeah. if they're saying Mason Rudolph has a shot? If you're telling me Kenny Pickett is close to Mason Rudolph level, like, I don't know if I really would want to have drafted him, you know? Yeah. It scared me a little bit, but I don't know. Personally, I think that um, Mitchell Trubisky should start for them. I think Pickett could sit for a year and then it'll be good for them. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the idea. I mean, as a Browns fan, I love the fact that Pittsburgh's not doing well right now. Yeah, yeah, like sure. that at least gives us third in the division <laughs> if we play poorly. Um, but like overall, if I were a Pittsburgh fan... I wouldn't hate Mason Rudolph starting. I mean, he's your quarterback. You don't really hate anyone on your team. That's yeah. true, but I wouldn't, like, out of the other quarterbacks, I wouldn't hate it because like, he has experience with playtime. He's played for you before. He's played for you for a number of years. I wouldn't hate Mitchell Trubisky because, again, he has uh, play experience before in Chicago. Uh, he didn't perform well, but he has, at least has that yeah. experience on the field. I think he's average. Kenny yeah. Pickett, I don't see him starting this year, maybe not even next year. I think mm-hmm. he needs a lot more experience. Yeah. But he didn't play good competition at Pitt either. So, yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Another QB uh, training camp battle is my team, the Panthers. Their competition between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. And now they're saying, I, they didn't say that he has a legit, legitimate shot, but they're saying Matt Corral, their rookie quarterback drafted in the third round, has really impressed. I really don't think that he'll start I think at best he'll be second string this year I think they have him like just developing for this season sit behind hopefully oh my goodness hopefully Baker Mayfield sit behind him and learn for this season and then maybe let next year depending on how Baker does uh he can take the reins and start from then on but so kind of the competition between Baker and Sam Darnold the coach said that every day they'll be splitting the first team reps. So the first day of camp, Sam Darnold practiced with the ones and then Baker Mayfield. And then like every day it switches and Baker Mayfield has thrown two interceptions so far in camp. And of course, since it's Baker Mayfield and all this stuff happens with Baker, whenever he throws a pick, the world's ending and he's the only quarterback to ever throw an interception in training camp ever. So, (laughs) you know, whenever, whenever he does it, the whole world ESPN's got to, make a whole 30 for 30 documentary about it. But (laughs) I mean, I'm Sam Darnold has always done really good in practice. Like I've followed, like we had him last year. He was amazing in practice. And then obviously the games, he was atrocious. And then like, he just always, he's been solid in practice. And this year he's been solid in practice, but throwing check downs and like 
nothing fun and like long, like long balls. And Baker, he's thrown a couple interceptions. Well, so is Sam Darnold. I mean, he's obviously gonna throw interceptions to Sam Darnold, but Baker Mayfield, he's he's been he hasn't been as uh completion percentage wise, but he's been taking a lot of deep shots and at fun plays like that. And the coaches came out and said that he really enjoys the long shots and like the the risks that Baker sometimes takes, even though it's just practice. So I still think that Baker Mayfield will start. Um, I I would be lying if I said I was a little bit worried that, not that Baker will be bad, but the coaching staff will just be too dumb and they'll end up starting Sam Sam Darnold, which wouldn't surprise me. Panthers fan base or Panthers coaching staff has done some questionable things before, but yeah, I still think Darnold Baker will start, but. Yeah, I mean, Baker's only been with the team for a month. Yeah, so exactly. So it, it doesn't shock me. Yeah. I mean, as much flack as I was giving you before the show started about Baker throwing this interception and, oh, it's reminiscent of his time in Cleveland. Like, yeah, he's only been with the team for a month. Yeah, he's got to learn. He's got, he still playbook. has to learn the playbook and Chemistry his teammates. Players, yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he started. Sam Darnold's not good. He's There's not. He's terrible. No way around it. He's I not. I know, good. like two minutes ago, we said like you wouldn't hate anyone on your own team, except for L- literally. That's I'm, the I'm exception. Sam like, he's so bad. Like, if they would cut him right now, it would cost them 18 million dollars to just cut him. But like, I don't care. Like, he's a he's a waste of a like of a roster spot. Like, he's so bad. Like, uh, I I'm praying that he doesn't start. It would ruin the season for me. But you never know. All right, and lastly, and one yeah, yeah, go ahead. One other thing that happened this week happened last yesterday at Bills training camp. Debbie, would you be able to pull it up? Uh, at the end of practice, they were doing some eleven on eleven drills at Bills practice, and they ran a play. Debbie, you can roll the clip. Josh Allen takes a run, and at the end of the play, got pushed. Yeah, right there, and he gets into a big scrum. Scrum with a bunch of D linemen, so here you can, you can, yeah, you can kind of turn off from there. But he goes and at the end of the play, gets gets pushed a little late by one of the D linemen, so he gets up and gets in the guy's face. And then when he gets in the other guy's face, some D linemen come and just go and they, everyone just starts getting in everyone's face. I don't even know exactly who was all, but yeah. If I'm the Bills front office, if that's like a nobody D tackle, he's gone. Like I'm not letting him touch. Josh Allen, he's like, yeah. in my opinion, the best player in the league. I'm not letting them go anywhere near him. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're having a scuffle with someone like that in practice, clearly some stuff happened throughout the day. Maybe he was being a little too aggressive. Yeah, getting a little treating shaggy. your yeah. So I mean, clearly stuff was going down before that that led up to that. I mean, but that's also good though, like have intensity in practice. Yeah, having intense practices, that's good. But I mean, you don't want your D lineman to be shoving. Josh your Allen, franchise quarterback, who's like, literally going to be like, I mean, your savior. Yeah, <laughs> he just saved the Bills, and he will probably be a Hall of Famer, even though he's only like what two years <laughs> in. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. If if he's a nobody, he's cut, he's gone. If I'm the Bills front office, I'm calling that dude in, and then if it's a nobody, I'm saying, all right, you're gone. <laughs> if it's a respectable D lineman, I'm like, hey, if that happens again. I don't know. I don't know if they have the power to just be like, we're finding you X amount of money, but. Yeah, I wouldn't let them go anywhere near my quarterback to the tier of Josh Allen. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the news for this week. We hope you all uh, enjoyed, uh, you know, catching up with the latest NFL news. 
Fortunately, you know, preseason's just around the corner, mm-hmm. and the NFL season is just about a month away. We have some big stuff planned for you guys. We're excited to bring it to you, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>